Welcome to AM Best Audio. I'm Lori Chortis for Invest TV, and we're at the Vermont Captive Insurance Association's annual conference in Burlington. Joining us now is Paul Shimamoto. He's a partner at Goodsill, Anderson, Quinn, and Stifle, and president of the Hawaii Captive Insurance Council. Paul, welcome. Great Thank to see you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great to be here. Can you tell us about the state of the Hawaii captive market? Sure. Um, well, I think um, steady as she goes really is kind of the way I like to describe it. Um, we have experienced uh, fairly robust growth through the first half of this year, which actually matches our entire formations for last year already. So we're encouraged by that development. Um, we're looking forward to a strong second half of the year. Um, part of that is going to be dovetailing into a number of um, conferences and other seminars that we'll be putting on as well throughout the end of the year. So we're, we're encouraged by the growth that we're seeing. Um, we're also encouraged by the um, uh, the amount of activity that our current licensees are undergoing right now, growing their programs, expanding their programs, um, and trying new and innovative things. So, so things are really quite well. Wonderful. Are you seeing growth of new captive formations or redomestication to the state? Yeah, you know, redomestications to Hawaii have been sort of few and far between over the years, but we have heard of uh, some companies that are looking to to come to Hawaii. Um, not necessarily from other U.S. jurisdictions, but from other foreign jurisdictions uh, relocating to Hawaii. So that's also part of the encouraging signs, I think, that we're seeing in terms of uh, formation activity or redomestication activity. Anyway, new licensees, I suppose. Right. So that's all well and good. Great, great. So what challenges does the captive market face today and what's needed to overcome those challenges or hurdles? Um, good question. I think generally the, the larger captive industry challenges that we see um, really stem from um, companies uh, deciding that they're going to invest in this subsidiary vehicle uh, for the long term. Um, sometimes it's hard, certainly coming out of COVID, things have been different and challenging for everybody, not just in the captive insurance industry. And I think there's some of that that's still lingering into um, the minds and thinking of, of CFOs and, and executives in, in their companies. And so we see some of that lingering effect through, I think, uh, both our domestic and our international um, perspective captive insurers. Um, that's what we're hearing anyway. Um, but I do think that there's light at the end of that tunnel, for sure, as people come out of COVID, get reacquainted with doing business as normal, or at least what, what we remember as right. normal, yes. I think is, is, is gonna be the way forward. And so what are you seeing on the regulatory front? Are there new regulations or those on the horizon that will impact captives and what impact will they have on the captive market? Sure. Well, certainly the the, the biggest one that I'm, I'm sure everybody's talking about and everybody knows about is the, you know, the IRS proposed regulations for micro captives. That obviously has the ability to affect everybody, um, no matter what jurisdiction you're in. And that's, we're, we're fortunate in a way in Hawaii that um, we don't have a lot of them. Um, but obviously the ones that we do have are strong and solid programs and so we, it would be unfortunate if they were caught up in some of the regulations that we've seen. Um, I know the jury's still out in terms of what's going to happen with it, but uh, we've been doing our best to try to prepare uh, those companies for, for what may come and, and what strategies they, they might have to 
deploy if they do. Um, but I think that's probably the most significant one that I can think of. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I think the regu other regulatory challenges probably are maybe more state by state, but certainly you've heard um, the, uh, the challenges with, with some Florida legislation yes. for risk retention groups that's been out there. Um, hopefully that's not going to come back, but, but those are the types of things that we see. So where do you see future growth opportunities for captives? Well, specifically for Hawaii, um, I know we can we can talk about Japan as as our growth opportunity. Um, we have now forty uh, Japanese-owned captives in in Hawaii, um, and we we know there are more that will come. Um, the f forty that we have are largely, you know, two plus decades of of work and time educating Japanese companies about captive solutions. And we continue to do that. Um, in fact, in October, we'll be doing a, a two-city tour in Japan to, to put on some educational seminars. We go there every year. Every November, we're there anyway. But this year, we've expanded to a second city. We feel that that's our advantage, obviously, because of geographic proximity to Asia. Um, we also have uh, cultural ties and language capabilities that other folks don't. So we do feel that that's a growth and, uh, you know, an advantageous spot for us to play in uh, relative to other domiciles. Um, so we're excited about that. Absolutely. Can you tell us more about those seminars? Sure, sure. So, you know, tw again, 20 plus years ago, we started with very small seminars, probably less than 10 people. You know, and it and 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 that's really how it started. Now we have um, uh, two-day seminars, both in Tokyo and Osaka. Both of them will probably get somewhere upwards of 100 to 150 people at each event. So, um, you know, conservatively estimating anywhere from three to 400 people throughout all of those seminars over the week, um, which is quite good. Um, and we are excited because we see movement and we see change in the way um, Japanese companies approach insurance and certainly their insurance relationships. And I think that's been sort of the key to sort of unlocking that opportunity for them. Um, so we look forward to continuing that and building those relationships. Great. And what does the future hold for the Hawaii captive market going forward, say in the next 12 to 24 months? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think um, we do have some ideas on on improving our legislation as as every domicile looks to do that. I think every year we have a super supportive brand new governor who's who's just completing his first term. Um, it was a surprise to us on his campaign trail. He literally on TV started talking about the, the positives of, of the captive insurance Wonderful. industry, unbeknownst to us. <laughs> um, but we've actually struck a really strong and positive partnership with him in, in looking at the captive domicile in Hawaii and, and finding ways to improve and expand it, not just for private companies, but also for the state of Hawaii. Um, so we are looking at those and trying to explore opportunities with them. I think that's probably what's gonna be uh, priority for us over the next 12 to 24 months, certainly working with him and, and, and his team to find creative solutions that, that not only grows, again, the private sector, but also maybe expands into helping the public sector as well. Wonderful. Well, Paul, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. For AMBES TV in Burlington, Vermont, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? 
we have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.